Wake up, sleepy heads. It's body time, yeah! everybody happy friday to you if it's your friday for me it is friday morning early on and boy do we have a good friday special for you today i'm driving on down the road i've already dodged an amish trailer or two an amish wagon that is uh, out where i live we have amish neighbors and uh, i've already had to go around one and uh i tell you today's gonna be special because i've got a whole lot of requests a few questions to answer and uh, it's gonna be a whole lot of fun here First thing we're going to do, though, that I have very, very little news because the majority of the show is just going to be you guys. But the first thing I do have, just a quick announcement. We've got an 80s icon coming back to TV. That's right. And I'm not talking Bill Cosby. I'm not talking the A-Team. No, I'm not talking the A-Team. I'm not even talking the Golden Girls. I'm talking, I'm talking about ALF. ALF is coming back to TV. What do you think about that, folks? I don't know about you, but hey, I'm a little bit excited. I think this could be a good thing. It may be the shot in the arm that we've been needing for a while. So that madman from Melmac is coming back to be on TV. It's going to be weird seeing him probably with a different family because you're so used to seeing him with the old the old show, you know? I wonder if he'll even have the same voice. Hey, Wally! Hey, Willie! It was Willie, wasn't it? Yeah. Hey, Willie! <laughs> so we'll see how that works out. I'm... I'm I'm game, you know. I'll check it out. I have no problem. I wonder if he'll still be a puppet for they'll like CGI him. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. But to get things rolling, we're going to go ahead and drop a song on you right here real fast. we got a lot of songs today, folks. First one up, here we go. Uh, it's from my buddy Alan Rutledge, and he said, Hey, can you play Fire Woman by the Cult because it's an awesome driving song? You betcha, buddy. A great way to kick this thing off. Here we go. If you're not a cult fan, you're about to be a cult fan. Here's Firewoman, crank it up!
Yeah, man, that song just rocks. I love the build-up to it, the way it kicks in. It's a little more polished than I like my cult. I actually go back an album and go to electric. That thing is just raw, bare-knuckled, punchy-in-the-gut rock and roll. But, hey, Sonic Temple is a great, great album. Their most successful album by far. But, uh, yeah, if you don't know the cult, you need to check them out, man. Good stuff. All right, I've got a question here from my buddy Dino, Big Dino, Dean Martin. He says, I'd love to know your thoughts on Star Wars Discovery. Star Wars, listen to me. I'm trying to read and drive here, folks. Uh, I'd like to know your thoughts on Star Trek Discovery on Netflix, which I've been uh, really enjoying. And have you seen the awesome trailer for the second season? Man, I checked out Star Trek Discovery last year, and I'm not the biggest Trekkie. I mean, I've watched all the series of all the different series that are out there. And I have to say, I'm more excited about Discovery than any of them. They really picked up the action on this one. I think the effects are top-notch. It looks fantastic. And I haven't really heard anybody talking about it. So, yeah, man, Dean, I, I absolutely love Discovery. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. That being said, I have checked out the trailer, and it looks awesome. So you've got Pike coming into the story. It's almost like a search for Spock thing kind of going on here where they've actually discovered where Spock is. I don't know... How this is all going to tie in, but that's what's in the trailer. You got some Lenny Kravitz playing in the background. I want to fly away. Yeah, man, uh, it, it, it it's exciting. So if if you're a Trek fan, I even say if you're not a Trekkie fan, if you like if you like sci-fi, you need to give this season a, a chance because the next season is going to start up early next year. You'll want to be on board, man, because it looks really really good. All right, we're going to move on to our next song. Our next song is from, uh, we got a request from Derek B. And uh, you hear him request a lot of stuff on here. He's my buddy. And he wanted to hear some Dinosaur Jr. That's right. He wanted to hear Freak Scene. So here we go, folks. If you're not familiar with Dinosaur Jr., here's your chance. Uh, I discovered them in the 90s. I like a lot of their stuff. And this is no exception. This is a great one. Here you go. Freak Scene. Let her rip. Just to leave it 
man killer stuff killer stuff and the hits keep on rolling i'm not even gonna get a break here we just got more and more requests my buddy rj mccready he sends in a question about hey how about some ozzy osbourne road to nowhere hey yeah man that's off of the uh no more tears album last song i think yeah killer ozzy tune man perfect pick here we go here's a little ozzy for you this morning ozzy osbourne i i i i
never go wrong with some Ozzy, man, especially about that time period. That To me, those were his heydays coming out of the 80s into the early 90s there. Great, great stuff. Great musicianship. Killer lineup. Ah, just awesome. All right. Oh, we got another question here from Dino. Dean Martin asked me, what is your favorite Kiss track? Man, come on. Seriously? Hold on. Let me turn here. All right, hold on. I'm, all right, I'm back on the road. Uh, picking a favorite Kiss song. Man, that's like that's like picking your kids, man. You can't, you can't do that. I, I like different songs from different albums for different reasons. Uh, I guess if I had to pick a song that if somebody said, play me an awesome Kiss song that's going to make me a fan, I would really have to go with probably Detroit Rock City just because of the buildup of it. And the secret about Detroit Rock City, because it's got a lot of changes in it, it's an odd time signature song, it's upbeat, it's fast, you can't help but sing along, great guitar work in it, but what nobody ever talks about, and it's the hidden power that's in that song, is the piano. There is a low-end bass notes that are being played on the piano that really, really build up the power of that song. Some of you may know what I'm talking about. A lot of you probably don't. But if you listen back to the... Now, this is the studio cut. This is Bob Ezrin making the magic happen. And I'm telling you, this low end on the piano really makes that song stand out. You listen to live versions of it, and it's missing that oomph, and that's what it is. It doesn't have that piano in there driving those low notes. I'm telling you. You know I'm right. I'm a Kiss fan. I know I'm a Kiss. It's that piano, I'm telling you. Although... Being that was Dean's question, I'm not going to play Detroit Rock City today. You're probably all going, oh, man, come on. But I am going to do one for a request because I have a brand new listener. Well, a brand new listener to this show because she's been hearing me talk her whole life. And that's my daughter, Sierra. And she put in a request. She wanted to hear God of Thunder. That's right. Off the same album, off of Destroyer. I mean, come on. Destroyer, hit after hit. Every song on there is iconic. But yeah, we're going to kick this off with the heaviest song on there. Probably the most uh, talked about song off this album. The one that kind of got him in trouble. Even though the lyrics are not really that bad. What's weird about it is Paul Stanley actually wrote the song. And it didn't sound anything like it sounds. And Bob Ezrin gave it to Gene and said, Gene's going to sing this song. They changed it around, made it totally different. And it is synonymous with Gene Simmons when you think of this song. Even though it's not, it's not his song. So here we go. Crank it up. Okay. Beat on the dash. Here's God of Thunder. Oh, <laughs> 
so during that song, I lost my sheet of paper. And I want to apologize because I had a dude, I can't think of his name, but he sent in a request. I saw it first thing this morning, and I threw it on a piece of paper, and I turned to get around a dump truck, and I'm looking right now, and I can't find it anywhere. So, dude, I'm sorry. You know who you are. You requested the song. If you hit me back up, I promise to make it up to you. But I'm going to play your song anyways because I remember what the song was. I just can't remember your name. And the song you wanted to hear, he wanted to hear some Judas Priest. He wanted to hear Heading Out to the Highway. So you know who you are. You can send me a message. <laughs> uh, again, it's early in the morning. It's Friday. I dropped the piece of paper. I apologize. But I'm going to play your song anyways because it is killer. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Judas Priest, let's head out to the highway.
That's what I'm talking about. Love me some priest, man. Love the priest. All right, I got another question here from my buddy, Mr. Venom. And for the question, it says, what are your memories of Live Aid? Did you watch it live? And were you looking forward to seeing any artist in particular? You know, uh, I remember it being a big deal. I didn't get to see it live when it came on at the time. I don't know really what I was paying attention to. But I do know there were some highlights of the thing. Of course, you know, it was a fundraiser. You got Bob Geldof putting it all together for the right reasons. A lot of killer acts. I guess the big one everybody always talks about is the fact that Zeppelin kind of got back together. Kind of a reunion there with Phil Collins playing drums. <laughs> How weird was that, right? And uh, you can find a lot of this stuff probably even on YouTube. So if you want to check some of this stuff out. But the one for me that I remember most, and you always hear people talk about it, and that's Queen, man. Queen came out and just mopped the floor with everybody, man. They were top act that day, no doubt about it. And the great thing about it, this is them at the top of their game, you know, big hits in the 80s. And they just come off the tour with The Works, which was a huge album. Huge light show, huge stage show that they did back then. And this is them getting away from all that, bare-knuckled, not even really any lights on the stage, and just Freddie in the crowd, man. And he just had them right there in the palm of his hand. Unbelievable performance. Sang so hard, he actually kind of threw his voice out there at the end a little bit. But it doesn't matter, man. He won the day. And I'm not taking away from the rest of the band either. They were all killer. But it was great to see that kind of performance because he came out and proved again how awesome of a front man that Freddie was. And, yeah, great, great show, man. I mean, did I see it live? No. Mr. Venom also requests two songs. He sent us a doubleheader. And, uh, oh, man, these are some killers right here. He wanted to hear Black Sabbath, The Mob Rules. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah, a little Dio in your morning. Ride the tiger! And you got a little uh, scorpions, no one like you. So here's a doubleheader, some Sabbath, some scorpions. Let her rock! Nothing to say! 
All right. Like I said, lots of requests today. I got another one right here. And this comes from my good buddy Andy Blockley, a podcaster from across the pond. Well, several of these folks are actually from over in, in the UK. So I don't know why that's happening. Maybe I'm just more friendly with, you know, British people. Maybe they like me better than people here. I don't know. Uh, but hey, not a problem. I'm tickled to death. But this is my buddy Andy Blockley, and he requested. I was telling him about the show and how it's doing doing really well. And uh, I said, man, I, I'm getting song requests left and right. And he said, well, here's you another one. <laughs> so here you go, Andy. Going out to you, buddy. Here's Survivor with Eye of the Tiger.
All right. I'm seeing I'm seeing daylight here. We're getting towards the end, I think. Uh, here's a great request, and this one just blew my mind. Because you always hear me say, hey, if you got requests or questions or anything, send them to either the Gmail account or the Facebook pages. Well, this one actually got on the Twitter account. So if you're a Twitterer as well, you can tweet to me. And I'll take your request there as well. And that's what happened right here. And this comes from another podcast called The Theme Park Podcast. And they actually wrote a little note here. And it says, uh, hey, really enjoyed the first two episodes of the show. Hopefully they listen to the other ones because, you know, I've done more than two. But anyways, will you play Iron Maiden for the British podcast in honor of me, Carla? And, of course, that's the Theme Park Films podcast, like I said. Uh, Seeing them twice in London next week. She's going to see... Iron Maiden twice next week in London. Man, that almost makes me want to not play it for you because now I'm jealous. (laughs) Anyways, they wanted to say maybe Flight of Icarus, and it's a good driving song. Absolutely. Great song. Makes you sing along. Kicks you in the butt. Why not? Let's do this. So this goes out to the Theme Park Films podcast via Carla. Here you go. Flight of Icarus, Iron Maiden. Up the irons, folks.
Bruce Dickinson, the air raid siren doing his thing. Absolutely. Got one more here from Jonathan Wilhelm. He's actually got a question here. It says, let's see what it says. Uh, what's your favorite Bigfoot movie? And more importantly, if Vince Vaughn were to star in a Bigfoot movie, how many Oscars would he win? <laughs> well, that's a tricky question. My favorite Bigfoot movie, and I talked about this on my other show, House of Wax, is an experience I had with the viewing of The Legend of Boggy Creek. I guess you would classify that as a Bigfoot movie. Uh, when that movie came out, it didn't have any, uh, any promotion. So the people that made the movie actually just loaded up the reels in the back of their car, and they would just drive to schools and pass out little notes for you to take home to get you know to send to your parents and tell them, hey, you need to come see this documentary. So they were passing this movie off as a documentary and inviting you know kids and, and parents and everybody to come see this thing. <laughs> and it absolutely terrified everybody because they were passing it off as a real documentary. I don't know that you can beat that as far as a Bigfoot movie. I do love me some Harry and the Hendersons, no doubt about it. But this thing, it shook up everybody I know that ever saw it. Even the adults were scared of this thing. And, of course, later on, that's how the Blair Witch thing happened. They kind of used the same tactics, or they tried to. And it's because the people that made that grew up seeing the same type of tactics used with Legend of Boggy Creek. So that's my answer for that. As far as Vince Vaughn in a Bigfoot movie and how many Oscars he would win... Well, it matters if Vince Vaughn is playing the Bigfoot or not. So, could you imagine Vince Vaughn as a Bigfoot if he got to talk, you know, with that Vince Vaughn voice he has? Because it doesn't matter what movie you put Vince Vaughn in, he's Vince Vaughn. He's going to act the same way every time, which is great. I love him. Uh, I would love to see Vince Vaughn fight Bigfoot in a dodgeball match. I think that would be killer. And that automatically automatically tells you it would not win any Oscars. <laughs> Great question, man. Appreciate it. I like being chested like that early in the morning. That's better than some ones I've been getting where I had to really think for a while. Uh, Jonathan also wants to hear a song, and we'll close out with this one because this is a good way to end the show. He wanted to hear Metallica Seek and Destroy. Man, we are going back early days. We're going first album Metallica. We're going before we kick Dave Mustaine off the bus in the middle of the night, Metallica. <laughs> We're talking Cliff Burton on the bass. We're talking, this is Metallica, folks. This is the real deal. So, yeah, here we go. This is going to be the last song of the day, folks. Seek and Destroy. Here we go. <laughs>
Yeah, man, if you're not awake now from all this music, you might as well just go back to bed. Because <laughs> we've been rocking today. Hey, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. It's been a pretty safe drive. Got off a little shaky there at first with the, you know, with the dump truck I had to go around. Of course, the Amish this morning. But hey, got it under control. I'm, I'm, I'm doing just fine. About to go to work. Make another work day out of it. Folks, I hope you have a fantastic day. And like I said, if you have requests, if you just want to say, hey, man, we love the show, give me a shout at the Gmail, which is under my wheels pod at gmail.com or just jump over on the Facebook page. We got a Facebook page and we got a Facebook group. You're welcome to either one. And also, like you heard me say earlier, you can jump on Twitter as well. Under My Wheels Podcast. I'm not that hard to find. Don't forget also I have other shows. The Helming Power Hour, which is all kind of 70s, 80s, and 90s movies that we just loved growing up watching. It was on HBO back in the day. Short Bus Cinema, which is me and Johnny Krug just trying to find the worst movie ever made, and we have an absolute blast on that show. It's fun. Helming's a whole lot of fun, too. We do fake commercials and all kinds of stuff on that. And then there's also House of Wax. Now, that's not wax like W-A-X. That's W-H-A-C-K-S, like I'm whacking you with a machete, right? So that show is my horror show where I get to be all lovey-dovey about uh, my, my, my love for horror movies. And it's classic stuff. I stick with more 70s and 80s stuff. I'm a 70s and 80s dude. So if you like 70s and 80s, you have found your show because that's what I am all about. All right, folks. Give me a shout. Stay in touch. Give me a rating on iTunes if you're liking the show. That always helps. And subscribe. That helps as well. Spread the word. Tell all your friends about this crazy show. It's just this dude driving a little bitty short blue car, the Blunicorn, around and making a podcast and playing your favorite music. All right, folks. Till then, keep her between the lines. We'll see you Monday. <laughs> <laughs>